Well now, the words of today's gospel may have sounded familiar to many of us, just like Matthew's gospel heard last week and then again on the Sunday before last week. They are all part of what we have come to know as Christ's Sermon on the Mount. This event occurred shortly after his baptism and not long after he began his public ministry. But even then, he had gathered a large crowd of people following. They dodged his every footstep, and they were thirsty for his message. It was during this Sermon on the Mount that Jesus presented his understandings or his interpretations of the law of Moses and contrasts them with a renewed way he had of looking at these laws. In a portion of his words we heard today, he began his statements with, you have heard it was said, and then he follows with, but I say to you, and in this way presenting the true intent of the law through the lens of Christ's message. It is likely that his comments may have been confusing or at least difficult for his listeners to understand. For example, one thing he said was, in ancient times it was taught, you shall not murder, and whoever murders shall be liable for punishment. Okay, so far. Then he went on, if you are angry with a brother or sister, you will be liable for judgment. Well, In my efforts to understand the true contrast between these two statements, I found the writings of Reverend Joseph Pagano, an associate rector in an Episcopal church in Maryland. He suggested that Jesus was not contradicting the commandment. He wasn't changing it. He was, in fact, intensifying it. The reverend there suggested that even if we keep the commandment not to kill, we are still capable of hating and despising others. He points out, even if we follow the rule not to murder anyone, we are still capable of killing relationships and treating others as if they were already dead to us. The commandment is not given just so we won't go around killing people, but so we will also be the kind of people who will seek out someone who we believe has offended us and work, make the effort to be reconciled to them. Jesus also said, you have heard it, that you shall not commit adultery. But Jesus said, that anyone who even looks at a woman with lust has already committed adultery with her in his heart. Again, Reverend Pagano wrote, Jesus is not contradicting the commandment against committing adultery. He is intensifying it. Jesus knew even if we keep the commandment not to commit adultery, we can still belittle and demean others. A lustful glance, mentally undressing someone, well, that treats them as just an object, something less than human. 
Jesus shows us the fulfillment of the commandment against committing adultery is to maintain a faithful heart that cherishes our spouses and respects our friends and neighbors. Jesus said, you have heard it was said to those of ancient times, you shall not swear falsely, but carry out the vows you have made to the Lord. But Jesus said, I say to you, do not swear at all, even either by heaven, for it is the throne of God, or by the earth, for it is his footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. Once again, the reverend wrote, Jesus is not contradicting that commandment against swearing. He is intensifying it. He points out that even if we keep from falsely swearing, we are still capable of manipulating others with our words and in doing so, belittling God's holy name. The commandment was given to us so that we can be honest people before the throne of God. Jesus came not to abolish the law of Moses, but to fulfill it. He does not contradict the law. He came to clarify and to intensify our understanding of it. So then, what can we take away from this portion of the gospel that we heard today? I have to be honest with you, as as I reflect on this reading, I am increasingly aware that there have been many times in my life when I have failed miserably to meet his standards. You may also have had at one time or another some similar feelings. But he set the bar so high. How can can we possibly live up to his standards? We can only perhaps despair of never really being able to please him. What can I do? What, What can we do? Well, as I see it, there's only two ways that we can respond. One way would be to just give up, to complain that we can never meet such impossibly high, high standards, to ignore his words and just get along with our lives, ignoring any concern of consequences until sometime later. The other way that I see would be just to allow ourselves to simply fall back into his open arms, to acknowledge our guilt before Jesus, to trust in his work, and to trust in the grace of God to bring us forgiveness. Jesus was given to us so that we might become disciples living in a community devoted to practicing God's law. 
not applied only amongst ourselves, of course, but also with strangers, and even those we might consider enemies, even those we may consider to be the least and the worst among us. After all, we are all God's creation. 